The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO Jude Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you. Well, welcome to the latest episode of Flamingo's Apartment Rebels podcast. And today's rebel is Cyrus Clayfield. Right, Raza, correctly? Like, well, Clappy, Clayfield. I'm sure it's okay. You just told me like two seconds ago. Right, right. As okay. long as you remember my first name nice. and Butterfly and Max, that's really all you need to remember. So executive chairman and founder of Butterfly and Max. That's right. So you have founded, I'll say, one of the most recognizable companies in the multifamily industry, both from uh, a tech perspective, I'll say branded perspective as well, because you kind of see it everywhere. And it is a very memorable name. So I'm curious how you came up with Butterfly MX. Well, that's actually a great question. Uh, Tim, there's two, two pieces to it. The way, you know, I came up with the technology was uh, I moved into the first market rate apartment yeah. in this building in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn, ride a bike, go to Whole Foods. I'm that guy. Uh, and, uh, and I like it. So... Uh, and I like to joke around. I like to become a Chicago first. I grew up in Baltimore, but I become like a Chicago. Really? Person. Why no? I live in Brooklyn, though. So, and I actually tell people I live in Brooklyn because it reminds me of Chicago. Different story. But basically, I moved into the first market rate apartment in a building. Everything was brand new in the apartment, except for one thing: the intercom. Okay. And the reason for that is, is because traditionally, an intercom required you to wire one apartment to the next apartment to the next apartment. Right. Wow. Right. And because only my apartment was market rate, it just didn't pencil out, as they say in the business. Right. It didn't make economic sense to switch the intercom for the entire building. Okay. The rents in the other apartments didn't justify it. So it really kind of made a light bulb go off in my head because you were already able to stream Netflix onto an iPhone. Uh, I had been working in the business uh, doing technology infrastructure design right? Uh, and uh, advising developers who are building condos and multifamily projects on kind of the proper technology strategy for their buildings. So you're to, like a product guy. Yeah, I mean, basically. And so, um, you know, I knew from that, that if you're going to develop a mobile app that can get a video call from the front of the building, that what you want to put at the front has to have what's called curb appeal, right? So it has to be something that will make the building kind of say, look, this is a tech forward building yeah. or it's sexy or again, have curve appeal, something that people notice. I was going to say, that's like a very good finish like cadence because people know what curve appeal means. It's like, you want everything to look nice. Right. That's right. You know? And so, um, you know, that means basically a touchscreen at the front of the building, you know? And so touchscreen at the front of the building, making a video call to our mobile app was really kind of the, the core product. And, um, you know, and so the name Butterfly MX really was about like, look, there's three different ways you can name a product. You can be very functional. You can say, you know, speaker company, yep. right? Or you could kind of say speaker and spell it S-Q-U-R-X, yep. right? So a play on 
the kind of the, the way you pronounce it, right, how you pronounce it, right? Or you can say, what is this thing kind of, what will this do for you? You know, um, you know, um, broad, broadcast, uh, I don't know, something, right? You can kind of name a product beyond kind of the core function and really kind of make it almost aspirational. What is the product representative of? And for us, like, look, um, we're basically greeting people at the front of the building. We're connecting visitors and residents, right? Uh, that's kind of the core thing that we do. And it's a happy moment. It's a welcoming moment. We want to welcome people to the building, right? And so a butterfly is colorful. You know, we all grow up as children, loving butterflies, right? It's a really positive kind of like symbol. And it also changes over time. And really like now, uh, I think, you know, we were talking before the recording that we've actually rebranded our logo into a new logo. (laughs) Right. And it's because, so now we're in 6,500 buildings, coast to coast. Yeah. So, um, which is very exciting. It's taken a lot of hard work from a lot of people, you know, who are part of the company and, you know, but now we're entering a new phase where it's a metamorphosis for Butterfly MX where now we're providing what we call our unified access solution. Every single person who's in a building had to start at the front to get in. So residents, property managers, um, vendors, delivery. right? Yeah, delivery people, Uber Eats people, um, but vendors there to repair the chiller at the building or provide services to the residents. You could be a dog walker, you could be a house cleaner. They all start on the front of the building where Butterfly MX is. So we said, look, you know, it's only natural that we would extend what we do at the front all the way to the end, wherever people need to go. We already do that with a package room product and elevator controls. So now we've actually rolled out um, access control for all the doors in the building, right? So if you have a key fob system, you can replace it now with Butterfly MX. And we integrate with all the major door lock companies, all the electronic door locks, so that um, to provide apartment access. So that means using this, I can get all the way from the front inside the building and anywhere else. So the rebranding of the logo is really tied to this end-to-end access control solution that we now provide. And we also have a great solution for non-electronic door lock buildings. We think it's like kind of a great way to get all the value of electronic door locks, but at a fraction of the cost. Come by our booth if you want to find out about it. Um, and oh, wow, that is amazing. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's listen. So taking like a little bit of a step back, for those that are not as familiar with Butterfly MX, can you give like the elevator pitch? Like what is? Sure. Yeah. What is that whole concept? Yeah. I know you mentioned like it's partly one, five smart access, uh, intercom and all of those. Right. But at a very like high level, what do you guys allow property managers and the arrest guys to be able to do? Sure. I mean, look, we were very fortunate in that, uh, basically, you know, every building has an intercom on it. Okay. Uh, traditionally, nobody really paid any attention to the intercom. Often they were broken. Often there were t- called telephone entry systems. Yeah, well, you've probably seen that. Me personally, when I arrived at a prop for the house, like the older intercom system, right? I just literally called right, my exactly. That's what most people do. So yet it's this thing that controls the front entrance of the building, right? So. And what you just told me, your friend has to come down yeah. to let you in, right? Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to go like that. Yeah, exactly. Because like, it's, it's, it's a terrible experience. So what we realized is this is something that's on the front of every building. People go buy it every day. Often it's broken. Sometimes they use it, but it's always a terrible experience, right? 
And, but it's critical because everybody who goes into that building has to go buy it. Yeah. So the first thing was really, we had a huge opportunity to change this into a consumer-centric experience, I love that. right? And that's essentially what the iPhone did, yeah. right? It's about, you know, kind People of changing. Care about design. Exactly. People care about aesthetics. People care about the interface. Right. And about, about the, all those right. things. Because all of that together creates an experience. So it was really like rethinking, I think, access control, modern, smart access, right? Is really about making a consumer-centric product, right? Which provides a lot of enhanced safety, right? Because that's always the bottom line, right? That's table stakes, right? But you're now providing, you're unlocking, you know, a whole kind of new um, level of convenience, right? And possibility at a building, right? Whether it's like, look, I have a dog walker, okay? Um, they come to my apartment once a day or maybe twice a day if I work really long hours off my dog. How can I, how can I, how can I solve that problem for fee, right? My day to day, right? In a way that's like not inconvenient, right? That doesn't take time for me. And like, look, the whole world is kind of moving towards these kind of improved workflows, automated workflows. And there's no reason access control shouldn't be headed in the same direction. And in fact, it is headed in the right direction because of what we and other people in prop tech are doing today, right? We're creating a new paradigm for what access control means to a building. The security is just table stakes. Yeah, it's really like one- very basic. Like it's once very, you that, yeah, it's exactly. Well, no, that's it. That's right. And how do you do that? By creating value add kind of workflows at things that people can do, right? That improve their lives and they do it in a way that's not a pain, right? Because anytime you create friction in, you know, let's say this Starburst, it was wrapped again and then comes in a box. I don't think I'm going to be eating a lot of these, right? You know, so it's like, how do you strip down all the friction from fakes, right? So that people just get the the value, right? And you make it intuitive. And that's the exciting thing about really what we're doing, what a whole bunch of other companies are doing in PropTech and PropTech Access in particular is, you know, once I can open every door in the building, which is what we can do now, and that's what the rebranding is all about, what can I build on top of it? Is it self-guided touring? for a prospect, right? And making that easy so that they can get in, see an apartment, see another apartment, and then leave. All the while, the property is monitoring what they're doing. They see that they enjoyed the fitness center. You know, they didn't even visit some, you know, the pet run, right? And what information can they glean from that, right? Oh. Meanwhile, it allows like the leasing office really to kind of focus on harder to close people. Right. So that's one example of self-guided but touring. I that element of being able to actually use this to free up time for the teams in multiple different ways. That, I mean, look, I, I think that th- there's two kind of, in my mind, two vectors. People who want to kind of try and automate everything. Right. And that's, you know, that's great. And we're part of that solution. Right. Because we're in a lot of unmanned buildings. And then companies that want to automate a lot of the routine things. Right. Uh, but they can still like, it makes sense to have on-site staff because it helps with retention, right? It helps with a better kind of curated on-site experience. And the more you can take things like the, the mundane things of touring or like somebody's back for the third time to visit the same apartment, there's no need for the leasing person to be able to. They got focused on higher level, that's right. more impactful behaviors. That they that's exactly have. right. That's exactly right. So and, I'm curious. Um, so kind of taking a step back from 
that first like sale? Was it to that apartment that you lived at? Or how was that process when you went from, hey, we need to really update the ethical pump system right. to the first like installation of what did that look like? And yeah. what's that? I mean, uh, that's actually a great long story. Yeah, yeah. I will say this. Uh, that involved rain and uh, really rain and turtle wax. Yeah. But again, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Um, we were very fortunate. Our first customer was actually Avalon Bay. Nice. Okay, they were putting up an urban infill deal in New York. Uh, it was something like four hundred units. They were about to spend two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a traditional intercom. Instead, we said, "Look, use Butterfly MX." It'll cost you a fraction of that. But more importantly, residents will use a mobile app to now talk to people at the front of the building. So a lot like Snapchat, a lot like FaceTime, right? As well as be able to open the door remotely from wherever yeah. they're at. So if you guys are providing a more modern interface for intercom systems, yep. like how is it cheaper? How are we able to offer it at a cheaper world? Oh, yeah. traditional. Well, because a traditional system requires you to wire Every uh, single apartment in a building. To get video, you've had to put a piece of hardware in every apartment. We were like, you don't need that. The resident brings their own piece of hardware to the uh, game, right? And that's what everyone already has. Yeah, exactly, to, right? And by the way, like, that. you know, I think technology, right? You, you know, you're either introducing something wholly new to the market, which is what our touchscreen was, or you're leveraging existing infrastructure. Yeah. Everybody having a smartphone is like what Uber did is what so many companies. Yeah, exa exactly. Right. That. Exactly. Right. So when you look at a building, you really want to kind of say, all right, look, what's in place now? What can I leverage to provide like a new service, a new functionality, which will either increase convenience, which means better resident experience at higher retention, maybe drive some revenue if you can do that. Or I'm looking at cutting costs, right? By making more efficient workflows. You know, one of the first things we did was integrate with all the property management platforms. Yeah. So we downloaded resident data, right? They onboarded immediately as soon as they hit our, our platform, yeah. right? As opposed to the property manager having to enter it. Any vendor out there or supply out there, you got to integrate. Well, it yeah, easier now it's standard. Managers. But, yeah. you know, when we started in 2015, exactly. he was like, whoa, it was unheard of, right? So what's been exciting for us is We've kind of helped pave the way in terms of, you know, kind of what the focus is. Consumer centric, right? That's really, you know, the customer is the resident and the property manager. Let's make sure that it's a good experience for them. Yeah. Because if it is, then they're going to use the product that the customer, meaning the building owner or the fee manager, yeah. is actually purchasing. And I love that you bring that up because I run across this a lot where you talk with a property manager or company. And they're like, oh, well, we implemented this and no one used it. Right. The reason is because people have not used this because the interface sucks or whatever you have where it's just not user friendly. And when you have companies like Facebook, Google, Uber, that have really changed the game when it comes to what people expect from technology, you cannot introduce something that was built 20 years ago and hasn't been updated. Like no one is going to about that. That. You, you basically, I think, articulated how to design a successful product, really not only for PropTech, but really for, for any anything. space, right? Because these guys raise the bar, right? You know, I think business is always evolving, you know, and it's evolving because you have cloud computing. It's evolving because you have AI, right? All these different things, they all kind of feed together, right? To create new opportunities and new expectations. And if you're going to be successful 
you have to understand that and you have to kind of take advantage of all of that, right? And I think like, you know, for me, in, in my pre-Butterfly MX days, when I was designing building infrastructure, we would design these really nice amenity spaces because, uh, you know, basically you sell the property on the tour. You take people through the amenity space with the expectation they're never going to go back there again. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of an inside joke in multifamily. Like a fitness thing. It's right. Like, like it, kid membership. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. You pay for it and it's there. Exactly, right? So, but the thing is, some people do use those spaces. And if they're overly complicated to control them, then guess what? Nobody actually ever does it. You've designed this beautiful system with automated lights and shades and TV that turns on and this, that, and the music goes on. And guess what? You come down to the amenity space, you see a guy sitting there with like the TV clicker, right? So using, you know, one-tenth of the capability that's actually designed in the space. That lesson always stuck with me, which is, you know, what you have to design and present to people has to be intuitive, right? If you need a manual to use something, it's start over, yep. right? You know, because you say- well, No one reads manuals. Yeah, I right. Exactly. Well, like, exactly. You know, it's like, I can't, I'm, I'm a perfect kind of- customer because I can't sit still sometimes. So yeah, exactly. So, you know, but, but that's a really key lesson, right? Pass to be super intuitive as you rightly pointed out, Google, Facebook, Apple, especially because right there creating hardware with the software interface, right? So there, I'm curious yeah. for the first, for that first like installation, what was like the reception like from the residents who are used to the old school our type of intercom system. Right. Where now it's like, oh, I can see who is there. I can like look at my phone and see it. What was that uptake and reception for like? If I, if I was going to use one word, I'd say they loved it. I see. That's actually three words, but uh, they loved it because it was like night and day. Imagine you had an intercom where you couldn't hear who's there. You didn't see who was there, certainly, right? You didn't know who you were letting in. Now, all of a sudden, I could be shopping at Whole Foods or wherever, right? Somebody's making a delivery to me. I'm not going to miss that delivery. I, I wrote, oh, hey, great. It's the guy from HelloFresh or it's a UPS guy, FedEx guy, right? And so that enhanced capability and enhanced security that came with it, it was like, you know, uh, a breath of fresh air for people who lived in buildings, right? And, you know, and then basically, you know, the rest is kind of history, as they say, in the sense of we just took off as people like found out about it as we came to more OpTech and NAA and other types of trade shows, everybody was like kind of amazed that this hadn't been done before, yeah. right? It was like, and that's when you know you really are you onto something. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, and now, as I said, you know, we're in about 6,500 buildings um, and expanding really from like the front entrance all the way through the building because, you know, again, everybody starts at the front. So it's like the perfect position to then be able go to expand off. and yeah, and go on the way and offer, you know, a complete unified access. Yeah. So one of the things I love about technology is data. Everyone talks about data. There's too much data. There's not enough data. The data is good. The data is bad. Right. But the reason why data is so important or critical is because of what you can learn from it and what you see and the insights you get that you might not have otherwise. So I'm really curious uh, from your seven plus years in operations, I'm sure you guys have come across really interesting and insightful things that property managers and operators might not have realized. 
Um, so we would love for, for you to touch on some of those insights. Right. Like what have you guys found that was like a light bulb for property managers or to you as uh, the supplier? Yeah, I mean, look, so first and foremost, it's obviously, it's all about privacy, kind of respecting the residents' privacy. Um, we actually don't do a lot with, you know, data because of that reason. We really leave it up to the property managers to kind of like, you know, look at the data and interpret it. Um, I'm sure in the future, you know, but that's an area that we're going to look into, you know, um, because, you know, we do a lot of kind of internal business intelligence processes ourselves. And like, you know, we think if we can help people understand something like, for example, self-credit touring product, you know, you can see, oh, people visited the fitness center. They visited the amenity space. They didn't go to the pet wash, right? Okay. So maybe in this sub-market, you know, those are two higher kind of important things. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody's been at a building for a year and they haven't been to those sites, maybe you can read the tea leaves there, right? I think, um, you know, for us, one thing I can tell you is during COVID, after we got through the initial, the initial kind of, yeah, March, April, and like got into like July and August of last year, what we did see is a huge uptick in deliveries coming, right? And it really matched what we were hearing about in the whole mm -hmm. economy, which is people who had never shopped online, right? People who had never, you know, ordered takeout on a frequent basis, yep. all of a sudden they like, were doing oh, it. I have to. Yeah, no right, exactly. Out. So that was really kind of cool to see. Um, and, you know, but again, I think for us, it's like you just have to be very, very careful in today's world. I kind of love what Apple has been doing, which is kind of putting some speed bumps in, in like giving, um, you know, users of iPhones, like the ability to say, yeah, so I want to share my data or no, I don't. And so, you know, based on our comfort level, They'll you know, I feel like one. I'm kind of more of an open book. I don't really care if people not know. Anything no, no well, okay. yeah, I mean, for the most part, right? Um, and, and so, by the way, I'd rather have ads that are relevant to me dished up as I opposed like to, exactly yeah, exactly. Right, so we're in that boat, but there's plenty of other people who are like, wait, I don't want, you know, anybody knowing anything about me. And I respect yeah. that totally as well. So I think, by the way, for tech companies, it's very important to recognize the importance of that and to be very like nimble in terms of your architecture to allow the users to self-select into whatever bucket that they want to be in. And then, you know, essentially, um, you know, it's like segmenting demand, so yeah. to speak. You're segmenting people according to, you know, how kind of how much privacy they want. And you basically can fill the whole spectrum of like, kind of uh, wishes for people, so. So in your experience, what have been some of like the biggest hurdles to multifamily adopting technology like whether it's smart access like yours or just right. like any type of technology? Right, so look, I think there's two things. One is, uh, you know, as you said, uh, it's fairly new technology in the multifamily space. So you have to realize the main, the main job of people who own buildings are physical assets. That's what they know the best, right? Technology is kind of a wrapper mm. around it, right? That can help them, again, with retention, deliver better services, maybe drive some revenue, yeah. right? And or, reduce cost of or, decre or decrease costs, right? So it does that, but it's not their primary focus. So there's still a fair amount of education that's involved, especially when you get into these newer types of platforms like ours, which have a hardware component, yeah. as well as the software component. 
So it's about educating people. My advice I would give to anybody who's, you know, starting a company, right? Because I've seen like a fair number of business plans um, is, you know, know that it's going to take a little bit longer than you anticipate, right? As good as your product is, right? There's no, trust. yeah, it does, right? It takes a while to actually gather steam and momentum. You know, a lot of people in the real estate industry, you know, once it's in, it's it, right? So they don't want to rush on anything when it's the initial kind of like proof of concept stage. So you just have to be prepared for that. It's important to follow up with your customers. It's very important to, I think, kind of white glove the onboarding for new customers. A, because this is all new yeah, for you and them, right? And so you're going to kind of be like, you know, if, uh, on a feedback loop yourself, what goes, you know, what's going right? What's going wrong? How do I kind of change my onboarding process? But the reason you do that is so that they understand the full capability yeah. of what it is. So when they are doing a proof of concept, they're not missing anything. Yeah. None of the value will be missing, yeah. right? And it's, and then it's beneficial to the vendor. Well, no, that's, well, that's if it. It works, then it's great because that's now right. you can get access to everything else. That's right. That's right. And you had to realize most of the people who are using your technology at the property management level, they're not technologists. Yeah. They're real estate people focused on, you know, maintaining occupancy and maximizing rents, right? So we play a role in helping them achieve those goals. So it's like just understanding that. So yeah. the onboarding process, especially early days, yeah. super important because of the feedback loop you can get that will improve your whole product. Then the second thing though is, it's just being prepared. Look, it's going to take longer than you thought. And so you have to kind of be in it for the long run. You know, you have to have conviction that the product you're bringing to market is something that is going to add value, right? To people. So, you know, but it just takes time, right? Uh, for you to get some adoption and critical mass. Uh, no, that's sage advice. I'm curious for you, what was that tipping point? And when did that happen? So uh, I, did, I think 2013 or 14? Well, yeah, so 15 yeah. relaunched yeah. commercially. I don't know. You know, I would say it's when we cracked like a thousand buildings. And that was like in 20, I think it was like 2016, maybe, or beginning of 17. You know, there was kind of a time when we pop champagne courts yeah, at the nice. office because <laughs> like, you know, a thousand buildings is a milestone, yeah. right? And, you know, and look, we earned everyone, you know, it was about educating people, you know, individual, you know, step by step by step, right? Individual building by building by building. And then at that point, you know, the feedback we got was so tremendous, yeah, no, right? It just kind of kept echoing itself. Oh, well, this is great. This yeah. is great. And I love when you guys have on your website, which was something like uh, over 5,000 or so like five-star reviews. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, because- so You guys have earned it. We realized how important, right? It is, again, like it's got to be intuitive. It's got to be easy to use so that people get the utility out of it, right? You know, the, our customers are making an investment, you know, in Butterfly MX, and it's up to us to make sure that they got a hugely positive ROI from that investment, right? And so, you know, and then it becomes a positive feedback loop, right? And we're constantly hearing from customers, what else do you have, right? And again, as we were thinking, hey, we're at the front of the building, it's an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. They want it, we can do it, right? And we're better positioned really than any company in the market because we're at the front of the building to then do these other things. And build software solutions on top of it, like self-guided tour, like amenity reservations, right? There's a few other like 
cool things, which I won't mention here. You got to come to the booth again, folks. Nice. You know. Phil, then besides like smart access, yeah. what is one thing that you would solve in the industry that you would love to solve in the industry? If we like wave a one and it. Wow. I mean, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. I will say like, look, uh, you know, I think what we are working towards is a fully automated building solution. Okay. And if I could wave a magic wand or snap my fingers and I just did, we would have that today. I know that that's going to be something that like our unified access is the first layer of that, right? Because if you could open any door, now you can start to automate workflows. To give an example, let's say, um, you know, uh, you're, well, you're building, yeah, you're, well, your building's too, well, the package problem, but let's say your building's too small to be able to f- afford a full-time maintenance guy. Mm. Okay. So you end up contracting with a third party maintenance company. Well, you know, uh, how cool would it be is like, great. You know, what we do is then that third party uh, maintenance company, you contract with them, you know, their workers uploaded into Butterfly MX. So anytime they go to one of your buildings, they they get access, they're pre-approved. Oh, they can go wherever they need to go, right? Something like site plan sends a ticket. There's a water leak in this apartment, right? Because we've supplied the sensor that detects the water leak. We notify site plan. They create a ticket with a maintenance company. The guy shows up at the building. He sees the Butterfly MX touchscreen. Gets I in, it tells him exactly what you need to go to. He has no problem getting there, right? It reminds me of what well, I saw for uh, Uber recently. They recently integrated with some airlines where you can enter when your flight lands. I've seen and, that. And in the air. Right. If they don't automatically, like right. It like gets your Uber. Shouldn't like, it be that way? That's also, exactly how it should be. Like, I mean, it's not right. all on the technical side. Right. But when it's done for the people using the product, it's just like a pleasure right. to use it. Right. Well, so, you know, when you say, if I could wave a magic wand, right? It's that kind of workflow. We would already have it in because it's going to happen. That is the future because it makes sense, right? And uh, and by the way, the residents are going to love it. Yeah. You know, while I'm at work, I could say I want the maintenance guy to go in and, well, provided, of course, I'm going back to work. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, but you get the idea, right? Yeah. You can self-select when you want the maintenance guy to get in, right? So... Look, I mean, it's a very exciting future. What's great is it's really, it's day two in the industry. And that brings me to ask you my last question, yes. which is what are your top one, two, three predictions for the industry oh. over the next few years? So oh. This is where you get to go into the Cyrus Crystal Ball and pull out what everyone should know and be on the lookout for. So uh, I think there'll be more tech adoption. I, I see it accelerating. It's still going to take longer than a lot of people want it to take, but I think that's just par for the course. Uh, I think, you know, there might be some consolidation in terms of the industry. Uh, and I think what would be really interesting is if there were like a new entrance uh, somebody who we hadn't even thought about, yeah. kind of doing something out of left field. Just not AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just AI, so to, to AI. Make, something actually you know, there. Yeah, you know, something kind of like out of out of left field. I do think like AI eventually will get adopted more and more. Um, you know, and I think you'll see a lot more of a complete building automation kind of solution for buildings. Right, that's what we're working on. I think a number of different people are working on that as well. So I think you'll see more of that. And 
as people see it prove out, yeah. there'll be more interest. And that's when that adoption Yeah, happens. exactly. Right. You know, right now it's still early days, right? And um, now someone mentioned earlier that the industry typically takes about five or plus years before something, a new concept becomes a thing. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, look, I, I tell everybody, I'm very grateful that we started when we did because we had that two, three years yeah. of, you know, individual building by building by building. And then, you know, where, and then we kind of got kind to this snowball. point where there was, it snowballed, there was the momentum, right? And everybody like was talking about the brand today. So, and look, it's not without a lot of hard work from a lot of people. So thank you, anybody at Butterfly Mex who's, who's watching. It's truly the case. You know, it's a team effort yeah. as anything good is, yeah. right? One plus one plus one equals five, you know? So well, really grateful, you know, that well, we've gotten to where we are, have the opportunity to go further. No, thank you so much, uh, Cyrus. This was awesome. So you are officially an apartment rebel. All you've right. Had, you've always been, you were like the original. <laughs> thank you, man. Uh, so I appreciate you being on. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Happy dare, you know, share any information with you yeah. or anybody out there who's watching. You know, look, we're all in this together, right? We're all part of this industry. Help each other out where we can. So uh, I'm all awesome. for that. Well, thank you so much. All right. Good. Thank you, guys. But uh, what's your t-shirt size? It's going to give me like a little oh. rebel t-shirt. Oh. Like that.